Welcome to The Breaks Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and we are joined by Miss Mary Almonte, the yum herself. What's up? What's up? <laughs> we also got the great one, Baylor, the greatest in the building. Yay, yay. All right, we're waiting on Marquee, but while we're doing that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topics for this weekend. Um, something that happened today, um, and I, I don't know when to bring this up in the show, so I figured we might as well just bring it up. Unfortunately, young Dolph was murdered um, today, and you know I didn't want us to go through the whole show without mentioning it. Definitely rest in peace to, his, uh, to him. Uh, prayers out to his family and everything, and I guess I want to present this to you. Um, also say your piece uh, on it, but like to quote Baylor in our chat, like, or no, I think it was you, Mary. When is this going to end? The loss of young life. Like it's, it's, it's so rampant and uh, it's unfortunate um, in general anyway, but it's just, it's even more sad when it's somebody young is I'm 35 and saying that, but uh, Mary, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think this is awful. Um, I mean, every, I would say I'm surprised by how it like affected me when I heard the news, which Baylor broke for me, by the way. Um, but it's becoming so commonplace. I mean, I feel like, are we going back to like the nineties? Like me being a teenager in the nineties, I definitely felt like, you know, it started to become commonplace for, um, you know, our hip hop stars to be kind of murdered. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I really do feel like what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? And, you know, I, I'm sure Baylor will talk more about this because he witnessed more of it um, from what he told us. But I was even seeing people kind of likening this to a Nipsey situation. And I guess the one similarity that there is, is that like they they were people who gave back to the hood. Right. That they came from and they were successful and could have easily like left that all behind them. But they stayed there, patronized the local businesses, tried to build things up and and end up dying in that way and it's just senseless and it kind of i don't know that makes it like extra hurtful it's like what is wrong with us for real like go ahead that's really it (laughs) what about you Baylor? um yeah it is it is similar to the nip situation because uh shortly after the the confirmation they showing a video of him that uh at that same store you know just purchasing some cookies seven days prior and then he goes back and then, you know, he's gone down, um, you know, and and I I'm personally like I'm not rolling with the whole narrative that, you know, once you get some money and some fame then leave the hood, I understand what that means. But at the same time, they should be able to go back to the city that they were born and raised in and show some love because it's like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they don't go back, they're called a sellout. You know what I mean? And it's like, how do how do they win? And 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 of course, I I can honestly tell you, I don't I don't have a lot of Dolph songs in my in my library. But that's not the point. Like that's my that's like the hip hop culture raised us, mm-hmm. and he's a part of hip culture. So we just lost a cousin. You know what I mean? Like we lost somebody again. For sure. I mean, you guys both hit the nail on the head there. It's it's unfortunate. It's sad. Um, and Bela, I love your point there of like giving back to the hood, but then at the same time, uh, sometimes you just need to get away from it. It, it, it's not, it, let's not, I don't want to try to make sense of something senseless because at the end of the day, there's no reason for it to lose his life. And, um, it's something that needs to be done within our own culture and we need to figure it, figure it the fuck out because this, 
it's not a good feeling and it sucks that it's something that we can bet on happening three four times a year unfortunately yeah yeah all right moving on from that um to something that's that's not positive either but uh Danny Lay is it Danny Lay or Danny Lee I never know how to pronounce her name and the baby this Danny Lay Danny Lay this <laughs> this whole drama shout out to Mary for like putting me on on what the hell was going on and then like now she's she's been charged with assault um and I I made the comparison I think I was actually on the phone with Marquis that this makes me think what the social media like reactions and everything would have been if Ike and Tina Turner had social media back in the day. Um, but it, this is just, it's ridiculous. It's its honestly ridiculous. What do you think about it, Baylor? I, I, I don't know who she is, right? Really? What? I don't, yeah, no, I don't. Mm. I don't oh, know. She's had a lot of songs with, you know, she has a song that got pretty popular with Chris Brown. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, she's, at least on the East Coast, she's gotten pretty, pretty far. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever circle she runs in, including, I don't follow them cats like that either. To be, okay. to, to be fair, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I mean, you know, I can, I can be around some kids as, you know, that's familiar with her, but I just don't keep up with a lot of artists like that all the time. So I didn't know much about her or anything about her at all. I just seen a video that looked disturbing. You know what I mean? Like, besides the fact that they have some type of entanglement going on, uh, there's a child involved, and we're talking about getting put out and getting, you know, the police involved and stuff like that. And then it's even worse because he's involved in another situation. You know what I mean? So he's in the headline for something else that's disturbing. So that's the only thing that I got from it. Yeah, Mary. Oh, there's so much to unpack here, honestly. Um, and again, you know, like I'm seeing this as a parent. I'm seeing this as someone who has had their share of baby daddy drama. Maybe not to that effect. Well, back in my baby daddy drama days, there was no Instagram yet. <laughs> so maybe it would have been. But, um, you know, and her being a young mom at that, right? Like, it was kind of heartbreaking to watch it because it was just on many levels. Number one, the baby knows he was wrong for going live. But he claims that she was beating on him, which, listen, I'm a mother of a son and a daughter, right? So I always feel like if a, a woman hits a man, then she should be prepared to fight like one. But, <laughs> um, you know, this could be very damaging to her career. And mind you, like, yeah. he has to, like, look, like, Baylor don't even know who she is, right? So clearly he surpassed her career-wise and, and in notoriety. And for some reason, it just seems like his ass does not get canceled <laughs> because he's played himself quite a few times this year and he's still out here. Um, but I do feel like that she's still the mother of his daughter. And for him to like, you know, kind of put her out there all raw like that was really, I don't know, it shows his own immaturity too, because it's like, bruh, do you really want to, you know, disparage and damage the image of the mother of your child? Um, so that's that perspective of it. But then, you know, in terms of her, I really feel like she needs some guidance because, and again, right. I'm looking at this as a mom, right. And like, sis, if somebody's telling you to get out of their crib, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're like, what did she think she was accomplishing by like being like, you're not going to get me out. And then he's literally saying like, you were never my girl. You're just a side piece. And she's like trying to rationalize that and going down the list of reasons why she feels like she is slash was his girl. Like, I, it's like it was painful to watch that level of humiliation for her. Like, 
And honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's, I could keep going, but I just hope that this gets better for both of them and they learn how to co-parent. And honestly, I hope that Danny Lay, Danny, she moves on because it feels like he has already. And that's like the problem here. Well, that's the the damaging part that you said already is this shit was recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, by the grace of God, they, you know, they make it to their 40s and 50s and 60s, but this is a part of your record. For real. And unfortunately, like, you know, nothing on the Internet ever dies. So, like, the daughter is going to grow up and probably stumble across this or at least a story about it one day. Mm -hmm, And that's what's disappointing that, like, the baby didn't consider. Like, again, feels like some young, dumb, immature shit. We've all kind of been there. We just didn't have the platforms that they have. But hopefully they get it together for real. For sure. And then, like you said, I I, I can't imagine being a kid and stumbling across this video where your dad is literally calling your mom the side chick. Like that shit. I mean, and she's literally like, no, that isn't true. It's like, um, sis, if somebody's telling you that you're their side chick, <laughs> there's then not really an argument chick. to be made there. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, that was nuts. And then when she gets arrested, he has the baby in. <laughs> The baby has the baby in his arms going live again. Like it does feel like some kind of narcissistic attention seeking. I don't know activity, but that's for a professional to analyze. But Mary, but what if he was, I mean, and I don't know who to believe in this situation, but what if it was a situation where when the cameras is off, um, he's telling her something different. You know what I mean? Like, well, guess what? he's publicly not claiming your ass right now. So that's when you should, the fighting should have stopped and you should have packed your shit and left and went straight to court to get his ass for child support. And the end, you want to visit your child, you acting like this, you might need some supervised visits like in McDonald's or some shit. Cause <laughs> this erratic, crazy ass behavior is like, not what's up. That's fact. I don't know. That's I mean, fact. there was a way she could have kind of reclaimed some dignity with that instead of still fighting, cursing him out. And then came, I don't know if you guys like got as, I really went down the rabbit hole with it, ashamedly. But then it's like, basically he was accusing her family of being racist and like disowning her for being with him and never meeting the grandchild because it was half black. And it was a very bad look for him to bust out with all that after she called him the N word 17 times on the live. Like that was bad. So, it's it's all know. bad. There's Everything a- is about this is bad and it's ugly and it's stupid and it's young people doing dumb shit. Um, it's just it's just not a good look all the way around. Everybody comes out this looking bad. She comes out of it with uh simple assault charges. There, no, there's no winners here. Everybody's lost, especially the baby who not the baby, the baby, their daughter is the is the biggest loser out of all this. The fact that this is gonna live forever that her parents were acting like plum dumbass fools. So. What's up, Marky? Apologize for being late. It's all right. You doing nigga shit. It is what it is. We expect it. <laughs> I ain't throwing chicks out the house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's supreme nigga shit. Uh, you got anything to add to the Denny later baby shit? No. We do it to our own people, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do it but, to ourselves. But, but why? So then that begs the question. Our, the, the issue seemed to have stemmed in racism. So how is that our own people? I guess the people who th- we thought were our people. About that, you thought Danny Danny Lay was our people? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I, saying, I'm very confused about what you're I'm saying. Just saying right that, you know, when you think certain people are down with you, uh, or yeah. you know, and then you find out they're not. 
And the baby's always finding himself in drama. At this point, it's like it's drama more than than the fucking content and music. At this point, like it's just been some shit with him all fucking year. Yeah, it is, and yet he's still out here. Yeah, like I said, it's like he's not cancelable. You can't cancel somebody who doesn't give a fuck. I keep that is that is my motto. Somebody who literally gives no fucks, they can't be canceled. And the baby. Nah, gives when no he fuck. made the AIDS comment, he gave a fuck. He made a whole apology and everything. That apology like, was trash. But- he didn't give a fuck. He did what he, he did what his PR people told him he needed to do. But if but she's saying if you give a fuck, then you wouldn't have to listen to right. PR. Right. Exactly. Like he would that, that effort wouldn't have been made whatsoever. He, don't forget, the baby signed to labels. Like there's people overhead that probably made him do that because they they also want to make sure their money and investment is what it is. I I don't I don't I personally don't believe don't believe the baby gave a fuck about any of that. People around him that that want to eat off him probably gave a fuck and he probably did what he needed to do then, but I I don't the motherfucker, he does too much shit one after another for me to think that he gives a fuck. Let me ask you a question. Sorry. Um, did uh, Kanye help resurrect some of that? To bring him back? By bring him on stage? I mean, we'll talk about Kanye here in a second. Cause that I'm just asking, when he, brought, when he brought the baby back, him and Marilyn, did that kind of help him? I don't, I don't know. Because Kanye, yeah. I don't even know what, what the public opinion on Kanye is right now. Who, who I don't know. I, I honestly can't even answer. If, if um, Nori's show is the number one show in the country right now, you know what the opinion on, on, on um, Kanye is. No, because people love to see car wrecks. That doesn't necessarily mean that they support what, what he believes or what he says. People they support just, bad habits. People just love to see. They love to see it because they need it to feed their own thing. You know what, fuck, let's get into it. Nori, uh, <laughs> Kanye West, the part two of the Drink Champs in you, uh, interview. Nori has taken credit for saying that he made Kanye West great again, which I think is a great turn on shit with the whole uh, MAGA hat and everything. But uh, what do you, Marquis, how come you haven't got a chance to go first? What do you think of uh, Kanye, Drink Champs, Nori, part two, all that shit? <laughs> Nori's a bold motherfucker. <laughs> that was some bold shit. Um, I, I don't know. And we, me and him had this conversation. We're, we're just sitting here watching the car wreck, and he's just going to keep spitting his shit all day all night until i mean everything he says is just contradictory like come on bro you're the hero for black people but you want to be the icon and surround yourself with a bunch of rich white people and that's your peers and shit like come on bro and then and then we had this conversation about the second part where you know now he's an activist and because of trump basically said you know because of you my approval rate with black people are you did this nigga a favor and you fine with that shit you know what i mean like come on bro and one thing i did ask him like the whole appeal for um for prison reform was that kim's idea or his idea and he's just jumping on the bandwagon and claiming it mm. like come on nigga bro you ain't even do nothing for our people but your wife did and you know what i'm saying and you jumping on her coattails so and as far as nori's concerned look again i don't know how he did it but he got the one person that most people couldn't get on his show on it do i still like him no he's not great again but you know fuck him this is Kanye. I still like Nori. That's my dude. But shout out to Nori for for yes being able to get the interviews other people can't get, and shout out to Nori for having a rap career in which he rapped every bar like he was asking a question. But I do love Nori. Um, Baylor, what do you make of it, man? Uh, well, I definitely enjoyed the interview, uh, especially when he brought up the group chat. Whether it was true or not, that was class. <laughs> I just want to be. I just want to be in a group chat. I promise, I won't say anything. I might put a couple of LOLs in there, but I definitely got to see that group chat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I mean, Nori is not, it, technically he's not lying because who can get an interview out of Kanye besides Charlemagne? 
and Charlemagne had his opportunity. I want to say it was during the pandemic. Um, and so, but Nori got him on Drink Champs. He spilled a lot. He brought a lot of attention. We knew he was going to do that. We're waiting on Big Sean to reply. Um, the chilling photos of him and a boogeyman and him with Drake is kind of weird in a way. Um, but I'm pretty sure. Well, are we going to get to that or is that now? Go ahead. Let's get the into photo. It. <laughs> it was at Forest. Now, to me, look. I think it's a good thing overall. Them cats did patch it up. That's cool. But <laughs> well, why it looked like someone's dad came to to the house and said, "Look, y'all need to squash this," and then made them take a photo and made them hug. Because that's exactly that's what, what it, happened. That's exactly what yeah, happened. That, 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 I'm saying, look, that's what it looks like. I don't know. Them cats is just too. If Pusha ain't, too- ain't in the pick, is cap. That's what I got to say. Look, hey, the homie. Hey, look, the homie. <laughs> they they come and push the stand. I said, look, if Pusha is in that, if Pusha is in that photo, then I believe it. But he's, not, <laughs> but he's not in that photo. You know what's going to happen with pushing that? What's going to happen with good music? I think we talked about that. Good already. music is done, bro. Like that shit is done. Like unofficially, official. Like there are officially no artists except Kanye and Pusha T on good music right now. Good music is done. I guess they're going over to his new label. I mean, they're doing, you know, they're doing a Ghostface album. That's going to be like a affiliation with good music, right? But still, we it, ain't no way Ghostface is signing good music. And if Kanye tries this shit with him. You would be Kanye's jaw would be wired shut yet again. We'd have another so through the wire. The fuck out. Um, <laughs> are, are, are we getting? Uh, are we getting a Kanye and Drake collab concert? Uh, probably. Of course we probably, are. Yeah, they're probably okay. in the studio right now. Group yeah. chat. Que- I would group bet chat that question. too. Yeah. Group chat question: Would you? Would you rather go to a Drake and Kanye concert or go to the Super Bowl? And which one would cost more? I actually think the Drake, I think the resale on a Drake and Kanye ticket will be absolute bananas. Something that we've never seen before. I think I could resell that ticket and retire from working. And I'm not lying. I'm not going to no Drake and Kanye West concert. I'm not doing it. I ain't going to Super Bowl either. I'm good. You're not going to the Super yeah. Bowl? So you're going to the Drake and Kanye? I'm not going there either. I'm oh, you're not tickets. going there either? Okay. I'm going to sell my tickets. I'm okay. going to the Super Bowl. Uh, that, t- this Super Bowl show is about to be lit as yeah. Oh, yeah, now this Super Bowl, yeah, but this I is real. I'm, this is them saying know, here niggers. That's what they're know, saying with this Super Bowl half. We're gonna give show. you the hippity hop now. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But I mean, it, there's no way this is gonna be a bad show. <laughs> Honestly. It's about to be legendary. I'm not staying there for four hours to watch thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I think I will go to the Super Bowl. You buy you buy the Drake Kanye ticket early, and then you wait till a week before the concert. You sell it for ten times what you paid for it, and that's going to cover your flight and your Super Bowl ticket. They won't. So, so so you think so 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 you think that the Super Bowl ticket is is worth more than a Kanye and yeah and Drake? I don't think so. A a Yum Live Show ticket is worth more than a Kanye Drake ticket to me really no 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 i'm talking about i i get how we personally Her feel price. about them uh-huh. but i'm just saying i'm just saying in general i think because of the way the world is like i said in the group chat i really think people will pay an arm and a leg to get in that show oh people super will bowl, but people super are bowl idiots. Is only once a year super bowl is once a year dude you I, know get, I mean? no, but yeah but it's every year you might not get a drake and kanye combination 
every but year. But it's not just about that. It's the who's who. I mean, you're talking about advertising, spending four, five, six million dollars for a 30 second spot. Think about how much a ticket's going to cost. No, we don't care about I mean, that I've, because I've been to a Super have, Bowl. Have, Ticket wasn't that have expensive, you, bro. I have been to. It's not. It's really. It's really not. I'm like now. Look to three uh, k up in the nosebleeds. That's a lot. That's really not a lot compared to. We're talking about. We're talking about the aftermath of the Kanye and Drake beef. Them tickets is gonna be. Man, come on, bro. Come on, man. That shit gonna be like double digits. Triple I'll digits. It. I'll sell it. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna watch it. I'll sell it. I don't want to do not, my Donda exercises. You're not going to watch it either? I don't want to do my Donda exercises. We're moving mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mary, you didn't give it's much of, much of a chance to talk I'm about good. the kind. You're good? All right, let's I, move it's on. It's all been covered. <laughs> it's been said. All the things have been said. All the things. <laughs> all the things. 50 Cent is making a show based off Snoop Dogg's uh, murder case, which is wild. We've seen like the OJ thing and stuff like this that are built around one trial. First time it's really coming into the hip-hop culture with Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent's bringing it to life. We talked before about 50 Cent really is the stars network at this point. What do you guys think about this project coming along? Mary, I'll come back to you first on this. I think this is phenomenal. But honestly, I think everything that 50 touches turns to gold these days. <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get into BMF later. But yes. Um, and I mean, not for nothing. I remember being a kid and and a seeing snippets of Snoop's trial on the news. And then B, that murder was the case video, which was epic. And I, I'm intrigued, honestly. I think this is genius. So I'm here for it. All right, Marquis. When you take these stories from back in the past, like what Nori did with Beanie and Cam, and you actually bring the real-life story from first party, from one rapper to another, mm-hmm. fucking magnificent. You know what I mean? He's bringing the story to life of a case that actually happened. Yeah. Next, he's going to have the Ray Lewis case. We'll see what happens from there. Ooh. Oh, sign me the fuck up for that one, bro. That case was fucking bananas. And I was like eight when that shit happened. And I remember how crazy that case was. We need, we, we, we got to start a production company. We got to start filming some of this shit our motherfucking selves. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I cut you completely off. Go ahead. That's it. I'm in for it. I mean, look, Snoop is, Snoop is the crypt that every white America loves. <laughs> Nothing that nigga does is wrong for white America. So and if, if he got his name behind it, it's going to be dope. Well, it's going to be huge. Let's put it that way. White people starting to smoke weed, though. That's why. They've been smoking weed. They ain't been smoking the shit we got. They ain't smoking the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) That purple haze. That orange kush. What do you make of it, Baylor? Nothing. I'm going to watch it. (laughs) That's it. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm excited and I'm not disappointed. I'm just going. So you're you're not overwhelmed. You're not underwhelmed. You're just whelmed is what you're saying. Well, well, it's going to be content that we're going to cover. All right. Well, I think we just named this episode. Whelmed is the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get into uh, our review this uh, this week. We got new music. Silk Sonic's album finally dropped the long awaited album. An evening with Silk Sonic dropped. I've been waiting all week to really talk to you guys and dig into this one. Um, who wants to take this one away first? Sounds like you do. Fuck it. I'll mm-hmm. do it too. This fucking album was phenomenal. And I was on last week's episode saying I wasn't excited for it anymore. The, the on, My only critique, and I, I've texted this to you guys, so this is going to be a surprise. My only critique is it feels like a summer album. This feels like an album you want to be outside amongst people listening to, not in when it gets dark at 5 o'clock at night and there's nothing to fucking do. And it's cold as shit outside. This is not feels like the time for this album. 
but I, I really did listen to it. It's a quick listen as well. Um, and I think because of every, how everything came together sonically for Six Silk Sonic, it, it was a, it was a fun listen. It was a fun album. That's the perfect way for me to describe it. It was a fun album. I don't think it necessarily hit the heights that I thought it would have when the, when the group first came together. But I wasn't disappointed by this album either. Who wants to take it next? Um, I think you really summed it up. Um, it's it definitely the vibe doesn't seem to fit the time or something, and it also could be like. Don't forget, they dropped that first single in March and then <laughs> nothing else until pretty much now. Like, so I think that you can't really, it's not a recipe for success to kind of tease that far out. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm, listen, it's, it's Silk Sonic. I mean, that's a show that I'm definitely going to like take on my money for real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I've never seen Anderson Pack live, um, but I've seen Bruno Mars a few times, and he puts on a phenomenal show. And I can only imagine what Silk Sonic Live will be like. So, all right, I like it. I like it, Baylor. I thought it was okay, but I didn't look at I didn't look at it from the perspective of it being a summer album, which I guess plays a factor into it. But it to me personally, it felt like the pressure from the fan base. Say, yo, we mm. need something, and they hurry up and do it. I say, here, nigga, like, damn, that's how here, it felt nigger. to me. <laughs> and so, like, are we sure that, that's not the that name of tonight's show. episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't label it that, but yeah, can. I don't know. Nigger. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I could break this down to where it's understandable. It sounds good. I personally thought it could sound better. Um, but it's not something that, all right, put it like this. If it's on, I'm going to leave it on. And it's definitely something I clear up the house to, right? Uh, but it's not like it's like an instant hit with me. And maybe I just need to listen to it for the next couple of years and see how it settles. But I'm telling you, come back, revisit this album. The first cookout of 2022, revisit this album. I'm telling you, you'll have a different outlook on it. But, but so, so it sounds like a sensational album. You got to put it in certain situations for it to sound good. Mm, okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough, Marquis. Remember, I, th- I think we talked about this a while ago when Skate came out. Um, I think this album, there were the expectations, and like Vela said, the first song were so high that we were waiting for this to come out when they, when they came out live. And like, we got ready for another single, and they never really did anything with it, and the hype behind that. And it feels like they, they must have come up with a bunch of songs, and it didn't feel or sound right. And they said, you know what? We can't do that. Let's just take the eight best songs we have mm. and release the album now. That's what that's what it felt like happened. Because this album, I promise you, they have a lot more songs than eight songs in a matter of nine months, ten months. Do you think this was a way to get people off their back about the album? And behind the scenes, they're going to be cooking up already to follow up in March next year is when they're just going to drop it and have like a 16 track masterpiece. I hope so, because this is like mashed potatoes without salt in it. I I hope. <laughs> I just call it that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the way that how effortless he says the shit that he says, he Yo. just throws it up. <laughs> oh shit! Man, I love yeah. you. Don't ever change, bro. Yep. Never change, brother. Never change. Um, that's something. Everything I need to say. Up there, it is. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. That's- that's it. Uh, anybody got anything else to add on before we get into BMF? Marquise, where's your hat at? That's what's making me mad today. Where's your hat? Damn. Okay. 
No happy day. Well, no let's get day. into BMF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mary, what do you think of BMF so far? We got, what, one more episode before the finale? So, I love this show, honestly. Mm-hmm. My only complaint about this last episode is that they hyped us like, oh, snap, like, white boy Rick is entering the show. <laughs> and all he did was give... <laughs> <laughs> was give me a pound. <laughs> I was really like, that was it. Because Marshall <laughs> is a terrible actor. They, yeah, can we see nah, that? There's got to like be him. more to him than that. No. It's the look. <laughs> but it didn't even look right either. Like, why can't they get the boy that played White Boy Rick in the movie? Because he, he's too expensive for the show and 50 wanted to throw his boy Allie. I don't know, but that was a real disappointment. Aside from that, all right, so who do we think is going to get it next week? I think dude from New Edition movie is going to... He got to, right? The new, right? I agree but I that. like him, man, so I'm really upset about that. <laughs> What's old girl named Kato? Yes, Kato. I swear I was just thinking of her, too. Maybe they get, get Merc together. Mm-hmm. I really don't like her, so I'd be half happy about that. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. I like that. I like but who's going to do it? Lamar or Meech? Got to be Lamar. When, you think so? Got to be Lamar. Lamar. I think I Meech, know. when he finds out old girl was a snitch. True. Yeah. True. I can see that. That's what I thought. I, that's what I thought was going to happen last episode. Here's the she- thing. Uh, New Edition Boy made a very bad mistake by letting her live after just seeing Lamar come out of his crib. Yeah. Billy. I think that's what's going to get him killed. So. All right. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Marky, you've been, you've been awfully quiet over there. You caught up on BMF? They already know he's not. I'm behind on everything. Yeah, okay. All right. That's pretty good. I, I, just, I just wanted to get through it. I didn't want to assume. Uh, Baylor? Uh, well, well, I mean, I think this. The spoiler might be out there because I think the I mean I follow a lot of YouTube uh channels and they found a real Lamar, didn't they? Oh, you're right. But so. he's already said he's taking liberties with, with some things. So um I guess it remains to be seen. I think the yeah, finale is they can't awesome. kill Lamar though. Lamar's gonna have to make it to season two for sure. And listen, I I <laughs> I I don't know. I I mean I, I, I know why you say that and I agree to a degree, but I I also think that the way that 50 Cent shows are written, that just because they know that they'll that we'll think that, that's why they'll kill, kill his ass. Well, that's we, true, but... It's, it's, yeah. 50 know we need a body. We need a body. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> before we get into... We got two more reviews to get into. Uh, we did skip Black People Like Rock 2. And I know Marquis got a fire topic for us this week. Marquis, what you got for us? Um, there's a recent article on Marilyn Manson um, about a monster hiding in plain sight. So... Basically, it goes back to all the abuse um, of a lot of the women that he dated, a lot of his exes. He had things like um, the misbehave room. He had women locked up for just doing stupid shit just to get on his nerves. The psychological abuse and torture of women is, is real. And he's one of those people with power that got away with it. And here we talk about the baby and what he's doing and all the things that black people are doing. But this doesn't even make any news. We're talking about major celebrities that he's abused and captured and tortured. And now all these cases are coming up. And the worst part about this is they actually found him in Kanye's church um, at a Sunday, Sunday service. And this is a known anti-Christ superstar. But for a brief PR stunt, he went to Sunday service with Kanye. None of this is brought to light. You understand? And I, I, I don't. 
I don't know how we still let things like this go when black Twitter is willing and everybody is willing to condemn, especially the baby over any gay comments. But when shit like this happens, we, we get all of our people, but no one knows about this. This just happened to pop up in a thread that I read. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of how severe the shit he did to women. I mean, carving shit in their bodies, just it's fucking brutal. But no one's heard anything about it. Oh, yeah. Can he's, I, he's under can the I, covenant of Cauca of Caucasity. That's that's what he's under. Caucasity. 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 Uh, go ahead, Baylor. No, I was I'm, I I kind of agree with you. So is it is it that we don't we don't push the line when it comes to or we haven't pushed the line towards him because we just automatically feel that nothing's going to happen to him. So why waste the energy? And we're so and we're so conditioned to. I mean, look at the, you know, look what happened today. We're so conditioned to, to go against our own. Mm, that's a good point. I mean, we did a lot more killing of Bill Cosby than we did with anything like this. You know what I mean? Right, we're, we're, we're actually preparing for the young cat to get off right now. Rittenhouse cat. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I get text messages saying, you know, you know, they, they have the National Guards lined up because, bro, they already throwing it in our face. We don't need any National Guards if he's guilty. Yeah. So at this point, we're we're like we we can sit up there and 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 go on Twitter and and express our feelings and our anger, but then like that doesn't nothing comes from that. Hell, we can even go march and protest and burn some shit down. Mm-hmm. And we're and, thugs, animals, niggas. Right. We can't storm the Capitol though. No, can't hell, we get shot when it comes to that. But uh, you know, it is what it is. But when they do it, it's justice. Yeah, you know. They're just passionate uh, patriots and Americans when they do it. But um, <clears throat> the Caucasity. Uh, moving on into finer and, and, and more calm topics. Uh, insecure. I fucking hate this season, and I'm going to leave it at that. This shit is fucking trash. That's what I got to say about that. Issa and them threw a, threw, a, threw a lob for the last season. That's all I got to say. But who wants to take, who wants to take, the, take it away on that? I mean, I don't want to say it's trash, but... Yeah, I've I've yet to come across an episode that I've loved. And we're what? Four in? Yeah. Or three. And that's unusual. <laughs> yeah. Usually, I don't know. Have usually, we outgrown insecure? Maybe. Is that what's happened? Maybe. Maybe because the ratings for it as far as like reviews are I think like the um the Rotten Tomatoes in the season are overall at 100%. I just looked at it 100%. So people are loving it, I guess. The critics Qu- are loving question. it. Question. Uh-huh. Who would be critics? White people. Okay, then. <laughs> there you go. They just got caught up on Insecure. Let's watch that. 100%. But yeah, is yeah but even so, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, I think I've outgrown all of the petty issues. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? The issues all just seem petty and ridiculous that the characters are dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's a result of quarantine. We've all been through some really deep shit the last two years and maybe this just isn't the show for the time this it but this show this actually was a it was delayed though remember True. right and then i think they did great the uh character development with lawrence and i think he yes. had the best episode thus far yeah he did and we hated that too though remember <laughs> we were like did we really want to watch lawrence struggling to co-parent <laughs> it, it, i think yeah. what it highlights really and it's like, as much as these characters have been through shit, really none of them have grown. They're still right. the same goddamn people five years later. Maybe they're doing this intentionally. Maybe. Maybe. Are, 
Or maybe that's their <laughs> maybe that's their reality is that their niggas didn't go anywhere within five years. That's why I said maybe they, this show may very well end on the most non upbeat of tones ever because maybe it's just gonna be some real life shit. Nah, Sometimes people they gotta turn this around. Man, but listen. I will say it's interesting you just made that point. I feel like if anything, this most recent episode is kind of a testament to that, right? Like you see Issa still recycling the same dudes. It's like, girl, I wanted to be like, if she was my friend, I'd be like, go meet some new people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least Molly's doing that much. <laughs> it's like, Issa's just going back to the same old people. Like, I don't know. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm sick of that relationship right there. Maybe, Me maybe, too. Maybe it, uh, Issa's the anti the streets need a body. body. Maybe she just doesn't want to add any more bodies. And I get that, but like, then don't go back to the old ones either. You might need to take a break. Like, because I don't know. Nathaniel really, he lost me in that last season where, you know, like, I definitely the way that he handled things wasn't cool. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you there. I definitely, um, I don't know what to say. Uh, Bailey, you got anything left to add on Insecure? No. (laughs) They they definitely not. They're validating what people are saying about the dating pool. Hmm. Like that's that's what the show is doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure. true. The dating pool has pee in it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? One thing that was that was epic. One thing I will say though that they are doing well, that they've always done well, is they really are. You know, making this show such a great love letter to LA. Like, I mean, they really just make LA look so beautiful and like enticing. And I mean, I'm, I don't know if you appreciate that Baylor being that you're from there, but as someone who isn't, it's like every episode I'm like, wow, like I will say next this. time I go to LA, I need to go here. Like, and Carrie <laughs> Washington is directing the next episode. So that's my book. Okay. Yeah, she's, my... she's directed some in the past too, and they yeah. were good. So let's see. I, I, I will say this, uh, Mary, Mary is spot on. Um, and that is, it is, that is, uh, accurate though. The way she paints the picture of not just L.A., but Inglewood in general, that's exactly how it is. And she could even be missing a few spots and areas. But no, she covers L.A. uh, in a different way. But but that's with any that's that's any place like New York, Chicago, Houston. There's spot there. Even in the hood, there's beautiful spots and things like that. and, And she does that well. She highlights the. The greater parts of Inglewood and L.A. Uh, in an elite way, um, but I'm just sick of their relationships, man. I am all that shit. All these motherfuckers need to fuck it, like man. <laughs> but let's move on from that. Let's talk about a film uh, we didn't talk much about in our group chat. We talked a little bit about it, but Harder They Fall. This is the first film I believe produced by uh, Jay Z. Netflix went all in. Has an amazing cast from start to finish. Um, I've kind of already said my thoughts on this film a little bit, so I'm really going to turn it over to you guys. Marquis, I'm going to turn this one over to you first. Have you seen Harder They Fall? Wait, hold on. Really quick. This is the um, the Jay-Z produced film that we were talking about. Uh, months ago, like, when the trailer ago, dropped. Right? Like six months ago when the trailer dropped, we were we, all we like, were all super hype over this. And the hell, it was like, I was like, yeah, will we have to see? Yeah. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like doing this today to be negative. So 
I'm just gonna pass it on. Okay, I'm well, good. There you go. Uh, I feel like Mary's probably gonna be the most uh, positive about this film. Again, this is just an assumption for me. So let, let's go to Mary next on this one. Mary, what do you make of this film? I actually liked it. Um, it was like at times too wannabe Tarantino esque. Mm, I did not that's appreciate a great point. that. That was my problem. That aspect, but the storyline was actually surprisingly compelling. Soundtrack was fire. I loved how every character were real characters in, you know, black history. Like all of them were real people for the mm-hmm. most part, the main characters. Um, what is stirring up controversy is that stagecoach Mary in real life was a, a six foot, 200 and something pound dark skinned black woman that is being played by Zazie Beats. Um, Zazie, say my, say my boo's name right, Zazie Beats. Please. I thought it was Zazie. No, Zazie. Zazie? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> what? I mean, listen, she's gorgeous. So I understand why she's your boo, but it is messed up that it's kind of feeding into this narrative that to be viewed as beautiful and be black, you have to be light skinned and dare I even say biracial. And I'm saying this as someone who is biracial and light skinned, right? Like, I feel like, you know, and I mean, it's not even about what I feel. It's about what's being said about this in in all of the critics um you know that's kind of a narrative that's playing out all too often in 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 cinema and that's like the biggest issue but aside from that i actually felt like it was dope and i actually felt like it was definitely something of the culture and we should appreciate it so here's my here's my and again so i'm taking the colorism part to the side because absolutely (laughs) they could have cast a darker skin complected woman who's equally as beautiful to play this role but this this is this i'm just talking about it from this point if we're okay with them taking real life characters and putting them in fictional situations that they were never in and form relationships that they never had in real life then why can't we be also okay with that they fictionalize the appearance of someone this is a conversation they want to have like i said representation and everything aside i understand that point of it but again Mary, to your point, you highlighted that all these people were real people, but that that she wasn't the only one that was much lighter complected than what the real life person was. I get it that we have this thing of that biracial or lighter skin or fair skinned women are often portrayed in positions where they are more beautiful and we need to see more representation of beautiful dark skinned women. But again, then where's the call out? And you know, this is something I had, I forgot in the movie with the fictional conversation between Malcolm X and Miami. Yeah, that I had an issue again with putting these real-life people and putting them in situations they were never in and trying to make things fit a narrative. I have a problem with that overall. But I'm saying if people are making the caveat to say we can take real-life people, put them in fictional situations, this then stuff like this is bound to happen. Fair enough, but... You know, this happens a lot, more so on the women end than the men, right? Like it's so, and I mean, listen, I guess by conventional standards, the real stagecoach Mary was, you know, not attractive. Um, And it's kind of like, so then does that make make it where you just sort of change her whole image Mm. to fit social constructs? I don't know. Again, that's we're, we're going down a rabbit hole. No, you're fine. So. I mean, and, and it's all valid. I understand why you brought it up because it's a conversation surrounding the movie. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Baylor. I know we just got deep there and now I got to throw you to, to, no, to your no. feelings on the oh, I'm going I'm to I'm go there because the, the whole colorism killed, killed my joke. It killed my joke because, and it's not my joke. It's a joke that I've seen. But what was the joint uh, with... Um, 
that we was talking that we liked that came out. Did it come out this year or last year? Um, with I cannot think of the I cannot think of the characters, but no. Uh, Mary is kind of right though, because when you see the side by side comparisons of the actors and mm-hmm. the real Who life, they played. Yeah, they were for for the most part the men were very similar to to each other. Um, but then when it did get down to you know, I'm just gonna say it. They said that Zion Williamson should have played coach, stagecoach. That's what they said. Oh shit! And so. No, 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 no. Who, who is like, they? Who the fuck said that? Baylor, I got to question some of the some of the the, the hey, circles like, you run in, man. No, oh. no, 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 no. Because look, look, look. Because I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I wouldn't even come up with a joke like that. Would I laugh at it? Obviously. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, Baylor. no. This is where I'm going. With Olivia it. Spencer could have played her though, huh? <laughs> Olivia Spencer could have played it. Okay. Oh shit! You know what? Come let's play, not man. try to recast I, the movie, I, I, please. I do. <laughs> well, okay. I, so I, let's. There's there are two highlights for me. One that Alice Smith was actually in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all caught that. That was fire. Um, and I forgot the other one. So go ahead, Marky. <laughs> I will say this: the one thing I did feel um passion or passionate about was how the father was this abusive nightmarish, you know, a horrible person, then found God and had a new family. Mm. You know what I mean? I kind of know shit like that, or people like that. So... What? Really? Not that severe, but I do know people who've had, who have fathers who were, and why they hate their fathers, because they have new families and stuff, because they were abused, but that's some real shit. So now mm. he's come face-to-face and not accepting his last name, knowing that, and he still ended up pulling the trigger on his brother, because... Wearing that name and knowing where he came from and not accepting the fact that's who his father was was enough to kill his brother. You know what I mean? Well, that's was still, it that or was it like, yo, this nigga, dude still killed my dad? Yeah, I, right. Like, but do you understand? I don't care what story why. he would have gave me. He had to go. But the fact that the, right. that the movie ended with him just shit, like I wanted to see it a showdown. Like that shit was a bit anticlimactic to me. Like, yeah, I get it. The shock of them actually being brothers, but God damn it, man. Well, you know who I really hated too, Lakeith. Lakeith. He had three oh, words yeah. the whole movie. He's starting to, but he's really starting to play the dude everybody hates in every movie. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. I swear to you, it was like when she, every time I'm like, I was on his side against Charlemagne. Now I'm kind of leaning like, bro, you got to stop being this character, man. I'm, I'm hating you and everything you do now. It's sad. Yeah. And when he didn't even, he didn't give a, a fair one to to the. To old boy yeah. whose name I forgot. That was foul. I mean, but they, the face. Yeah. 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 A good movie though. I I, I enjoyed it. it I, I, yeah, it was solid. It's of course I had some issues with it and um things like that, but yeah, it was a cool movie. It it, it, it and I and you know, Marriott, you said that it was a compelling story and if and I'm glad that you got that out of it, but to me it just it felt like every Western to me. Like the there's a cowboy who hates another cowboy and that's what it is. It just felt like a like every spaghetti western. But wasn't movie. that life in the wild, wild west for real? I mean, that's I, you what know, that's what we have. That's what we have. Three. That's what we have come to learn, or 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 it to be depicted as. But you know, I I don't know. I haven't done as much research on the wild west and what it really was. I mean, it was a time where it was complete lawlessness, so it makes sense if it was like that. Yeah, and everybody had a pistol, and everyone thought they were the fastest one. And- <laughs> 
That's crazy. It's crazy. Robbing, uh, robbing a baby back in the day, it came down to who horse didn't get tired. <laughs> I know. Oh, Yo, man. how about that scene in the bank, though? That was kind of wild. Oh, yeah. yeah. The white bank. Yeah. The white on white town. Yeah, so vanilla. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, solid movie though. Solid movie. I, I I like it. It's it's like a um a posse for this generation. Mm. Have you guys gone back and watched Posse any since you've been adults with Mar- Mario Van Peoples? That shit is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no, I I, I love that movie growing up. I watched it like six months ago, and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So wait, I remembered my other highlight. Okay. Besides Alice Smith, which was, I'm still my, like, I was really like, yo, is that really Alice Smith? Like, I heard her voice. And then when I saw her, I'm like, well, that was fire. But also, Bobby Brown died in, like, five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Y'all ain't see him? No, no, I saw him. I I noticed that it was him. And I was like, I wonder... I don't know when they filmed this movie. Bobby Brown. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what I because I still don't know his real. I have no idea what the kid's real name is. His name is like Wood something. I know his first name is Wood. He's Bobby Brown forever. He is for me as well. And it's like, what is Bobby Brown doing here when when he's supposed to be running after Tariq? (laughs) Because you know, book two is coming back like next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm hyped. Want to give me that star's password? (laughs) Yeah, for real, bruh. All right, we're going into our last topic for this week's episode. This one was brought to us by Baylor. Uh, we did a change version of it last week because Marquis was out, but we're going to bring it back. Album you played out the most growing up. What CD that you played until it didn't play anymore? What tape did you play until it, it popped? Great topic by Baylor. So, Baylor, you know you got to lead it off first. What was the album that you played the most growing up? It was Dog Food. Mm, okay. I played, I played the hell out of that album. It was either between Dog Food and then there was X. When I tell you <laughs> what's my name after a while would not play, I didn't know his name anymore. Why? Because I played that shit before every game. What's my name? Automatically 30 points. Automatically. I'm not saying I, did, I really did that, but that's how I felt, though. <laughs> I felt like I can drop 30 or 40 after that. Oh, my God. And then I had to share this shit. You know what I mean? Duracell, I know you listen to this show. Hear me out. And Energizer Bunny, nigga. We need all of that, okay? <laughs> you know how many times I had to replace those two batteries in my CD? And for you young cats that don't know what a CD player is, I don't care, all right? Because it brought me great joy when I played. All right, that's it. Okay. Mine. So I got three for you. Three different, fa- very different phases of my life. Uh, first one, uh, this album would have come out when I was like five or six years old. Peaceful Journey, Heavy D. I love the fuck out of that album. Um, and that was on tape. Album. I played that motherfucker until I, I lost it. That's what we moved to Mannheim, Germany from, um, Frankfurt. And somehow in the, in the move that that tape got lost and I'm still looking for the tape. If anybody found it, it had it had a J written in black ink on the back of it, and I make my J's very specifically. If you found that, I will pay you for it. Um, next up after that, um, and this is all before I like I really started delving into like lyricism or anything in hip hop. Um, but Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson, I played the motherfucking oh, thing out of that album. That was Listen one of my here. hell yeah. That and that was when I got my first CD Walkman too. It was one of the big ass black ones. It was a Phillips. And I think it took four AA batteries. That motherfucker was heavy as shit. And I played that album in, until it everything skipped on it. And then I remember the one track, what was it, Breakdown with 
Black Street is that the name of the song? Is that the right uh, feature? That that was um um uh shit is right there too. I can't remember who who the, who the I, feature I, was. I, I, Black I, Street may have not I been get, the feature on that on that on that track. That was the only track that played on that album. But I would I still so listen to that motherfucker. Is it I get so lonely? I that's what it is. I get so lonely. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Breakdown was Mariah Carey. Wrong one. Yes, I, I get that, so lonely. I was hearing Breakdown by Mariah when you yeah, said that, and, yeah. and I was yeah. going thugs. So th- those were the you two albums that I you had lotion. that I li- huh? You, you had lotion, lotion with that one, hey. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was too young for that, bro. I was too. I was. I was like less than ten years old when that album came out. I wasn't doing that yet. Touche. Thank you. Give me some credit. Now that Christina Aguilera dirty video, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marky, you're up. Oh, see, oh, M, you should you go first because mine's was okay. a little longer than. I go first. I gave you guys one last week. Do you remember what it was? Mm, now off the top of my head I have to go back and rewind the tape you scoundrel no. okay <laughs> like did that alright so there's a few I can think of Aquemini ooh definitely played that CD until it had scratches um the Slim Shady LP mm, okay yeah, yeah and let's see third well Mariah so this is a twofer Mariah Carey Butterfly and the Emancipation oh. of Mimi mm. oh Butterfly. Oh, you want to talk about a song that I played? <laughs> oh my God, with Bone. Yeah. Oh my. We didn't God. even talk about I, the verses. I completely. I know. To put that on the list. Well, we'll. I, I mean, listen, we'll cover it. So, yeah. and then I have an honorable mention: Usher, that Confessions album. Oh yeah. That's so I just span. I just skipped a couple of. You know years, what's funny? But you yeah. know what's funny is that I hated Confessions when it came out. That came out my nah, that's like, a masterpiece, like bro. My, but no, 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 no. Let me, let me. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm getting there. That came out sophomore year, and I don't know if it just was the place I was in my life or whatever. But junior year, the following year when that came out, when like the the special edition or something came out, I went back to listen to the album and I've loved it ever since. But I don't know why I was so sleep on the album. So basically, you broke up with your girl, and then it that's all probably made what sense. It, that's probably no. You were like, you remind me of a girl. <laughs> that's, that's not confessions. That's eighty two oh yeah, whatever. Wasn't it? No, that was oh, the, yeah. that was eighty nine oh two one. Yeah, whatever. That one though, I also played. I did like that one Rep- repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Ursher had that shit. Ursher yeah. did, yo. Had that shit. And when you look at like the progression of his, how he his music, the style of music he made completely changed at several points in his career. But he was dope with every whatever he he did. So this is true. Yeah. All right, Marky. All right, Marky. You I hyped stole it up. long enough for you. Let's go, Marky. I know you got right, yo. Chris up in there. Right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. <clears throat> Half of the Joe to see Diary of a Mad Band. The first six songs. The rest of that shit was, uh, but the first six songs, fucking insane. You know what I'm talking about? Diary of a Mad Band? Yeah. Oh, and I, and I forgot I forgot to mention, because uh, I did say three and only gave two. The other one was Purple Tape. Okay. okay. Purple Tape is on there as well. Play that shit to death. I remember that when they came out in the winter. Illmatic was always on play. Nine songs. Sorry. I of murdered course. the fuck out of that. Black Moon into the, into the center. Mm. That was my shit. The Low End Theory. My yeah. God, did I play that shit to death. That Tribe Called Quest album was everything. That's what got me into Daylock. One of one of very Brothers. few perfect albums. Like I have I have classics, but then I have my Hayes list of perfect albums. There's only five albums on it. That's on my perfect album list. Real quick, I gotta hear them. Mm. Perfect mm. albums. No, 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 no. We're gonna say that for next week. Okay. Everybody gotta come. All right. 
Um, there is a dark side. I murdered this album. Nick Cannon. Red Man, there is a dark side. I played this shit. And that was when the tape was red. <laughs> Tells the dark side, Fat Joe? No, no, there is a dark side. <laughs> no, Fuck I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> lean back. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Brand Nubian. That first album with Grand Pooba, insane. Um, Far Side. Oh, my God. That first album, the Far Side album. Oh, my God. She keeps on passing me by. Play that shit to death. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. ELE. Holding Black Sheep. Uh, Allison Chains Dirt. And Blood Sex Sugar Magic. Mm, mm, okay. All right. I see what you're doing here. I got one more. So, Tony Ayo. Nirvana. Go ahead. Tony Ayo. Get the uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I, I won't even allow you to bring that bullshit to this podcast. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. Not gonna happen. I love you, but it's not. I can't let it. I can't let that slide, bro. Can't let it do. I can't. <laughs> can't let it happen. I will give you a hint. One of the albums that are right outside of my outside of the top five on my perfect album list. Since we're saving the five for next week, Enema of a State, Bleak One Eighty Two is is sixth on my list of perfect albums. Wow, that's deep. I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see that. I saw that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Shut up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so next week we got to come up with the top five. Top five albums that you consider perfect, perfect or near perfect, because everybody, not everybody, will have albums that they consider well, perfect or near perfect albums. There's a couple of near perfect albums because. Well, I'm saying if you have one. if you have albums that you consider perfect, we'll focus on that. I know some people are hesitant to say anything's perfect, so that's why I say near perfect for. But I have albums I mean, that I consider to be perfect albums. Okay. Low in theory. I get it. That's perfect. I got it. That is absolutely 100%. a perfect album. Okay. The Miseducation okay. of Lauren Hill. That is absolutely that was one on of my list as well. Mm-hmm. That was one of my, on my list. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, two out, of, two out of my five then. But we'll have that discussion. Oh, I had Death Certificate on mine too. I'm sorry. Okay. You see, we're giving it away, bro. Stop with the shit. We'll <laughs> no, talk no, about no, it. I, that was on my, my playlist. <laughs> that, no, that's one of your top five? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're we're very well, similar, bro. <laughs> so no, gotta give it up. Uh, go ahead and give him your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. You got the genius up there too. I got you, liquid swords, nigga. No guy. Nobody said little bow wow. I say little bow wow. You just don't know the way he looks. Okay. Anyway, I, I just really can't. <laughs> That's it for another episode of the Breaks Radio. Go ahead and give him your social media. Any part words, Miss Mary Almonte? You are up first. Yep, he just said it. At Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. Follow at Young Urban Moms and follow Rock the Bells. Definitely follow Rock the That's Bells. That's it. Support our girl, <laughs> First Lady of the Breaks and First Lady of Rock the Show Bells. Show your shirt. Damn it. Show us your shirt. Who, my shirt? No. Oh, Mary's shirt. There we go. Okay. Where's our merch at, Mary? I got you. Christmas is coming. All right. Bet. Are you supposed to be in New York, nigga? Listen here. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, what happened? <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that off air. Uh, cause I'm, I'm actually, well, I won't talk about it. I'm in quarantine. I haven't left the house. I can't leave the house for two weeks. So, uh, go ahead. You got uh, explaining to do, bro. You got COVID? No, I do not have COVID. Uh, go ahead, uh, oh, okay. Marky, uh, cause I know you don't give your social media any parting words and then we'll go to Bailey. Fuck the baby. Fuck That's Kanye. Cool. Fuck Marilyn Manson. And fuck y'all for supporting that bullshit. Follow Rock the Barrels, Mary. Baylor, his motherfucking funny ass. You gotta follow that nigga too. Oh God. Baylor, <laughs> follow Baylor on TikTok immediately. Stop what you're doing. I don't care if you having fun listening to the podcast stop it go follow baylor on tiktok right motherfucking now but back go to ahead, my baylor. point real quick if someone needs to be canceled it's you for supporting it but back to you guys fair enough go ahead baylor at baylorism on twitter 
at Billy the Great on all other social media platforms and follow me. That's what she said. Okay. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBreaksRadioGmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614 547 2039. We actually have voicemails. I keep forgetting to bring them and send them to you guys so we can prepare for what? them. We have like 10. <laughs> we got like 10 voicemails that. I have just Yo, you can't forgetting. tell people to call if they have to uh, bro, That is a this... major part of the goddamn show. <laughs> how do you how do you that's like leaving your kids matter at the fact, supermarket? Matter of fact, one of the voicemails is somebody saying that Marquis is tripping for, that KRS one is a horrible rapper. And I've been meaning to send that shit to him for like oh, for like three uh, weeks because I know it's gonna make every vein in his head pop. Um See, I gotta give you guys access to the voice Remind that because you hopefully you guys will keep me honest then. Because I hear this is yo. Send me that voicemail. Right, we're gonna talk about this off air, but yeah, we need the voicemails. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But that has been another episode of the Breaks Radio. We off this bitch. <laughs>